Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. .thegrovewr.org And now, here's a word from the Lord. Genesis 39, 19-23, New Living Translation. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Amen. Simple title for today's message, How to to Make the Best of a Bad Situation, Part 3. How to Make the Best of a Bad Situation, Part 3. Today we look at Joseph. Joseph, y'all, is the youngest and favorite son of Jacob, also known as Israel. Some folk, even some scholars, refer to Joseph as a spoiled brat. His father, Jacob, had given him a coat of many colors. He had shown favoritism to, to Joseph. Joseph was... Uh, He could be seen as a spoiled brat. He could also be seen as a braggadocious dreamer. God would give him dreams and the ability to interpret dreams. And this one particular dream, long story short, y'all, it it was a dream that basically interpreted, meant that his older brothers to whom he was supposed to show honor would be bowing down in honor to him. Uh, His brothers didn't take to this too kindly, so they, they attacked him. They took him out, they attacked him, and they caught themselves, leaving him for dead. But Joseph wasn't dead. Uh, uh, Joseph was was not dead. They go back to check on Joseph, and they grab him and basically sell him into slavery. They sold Joseph into slavery for 20 pieces of silver. I wonder, how could you go and grab your brother and sell him into slavery? I mean, how did that go down, really? Was one of them, was Reuben out there with a trench coat, and opened up the trench coat, hey, dog, you need some necklaces or a wristwatch, microwave oven, or a dude, would you like to buy a dude? I got a dude who could be a slave, he can cut your grass. How do you sell a person just out the blue? Hey, let me holler at you for a minute, player. Let me, you look like you can use a dude. How do you sell a person? They sold their brother into slavery. Well, as the Lord would have it, he was elevated, even in Egypt, elevated and uh, would serve Potiphar, serve in his house. But Potiphar's wife found Joseph attractive. She went after him. She just had to have him. Joseph, because of his convictions, he, he runs from her. He flees from her. His words to her were something like this. How could I mess around with you when your husband has entrusted me with everything in this kingdom? I have, every, I have access to everything but you. Joseph tried to run from her. She grabbed his shirt and uh, she hollered that, that Joseph had sexually assaulted her. Potiphar finds out about it and has Joseph locked up. 
locked up without a trial, without a jury, without a defense attorney. Joseph is voiceless and powerless. And uh, this, I've been told this is not a common jail, but it was a, it was a receptacle of state criminals. And therefore, it may, pre, it may be presumed uh, that, it, that it had more than ordinary strictness in rules uh, that the prisoners had to abide by. But Joseph, even though he's in this situation where he's falsely accused of rape, falsely accused of attempted rape, although he's locked up in prison without a trial, without a jury, without anyone to advocate for him and speak up for him, Joseph made the best of this bad situation. He was eventually released from prison. He interpreted dreams in prison and was recommended to interpret some dreams the Pharaoh had. Joseph made such an impression on the Pharaoh that he was promoted to second in command over all of Egypt. He was reunited with his brothers and his father and helped them survive a famine. How did Joseph move from the prison to a position of national prominence? How did Joseph make the best of this bad situation? A couple of things real quick we're going to raise up. Number one, the main thing I want us to get today is that God was with him. God was with him. We're not going to look at the whole story of Joseph. We're not going to look at him reuniting with his brothers and his fathers. We're not going to look today at Joseph rising to a place of prominence. I, I simply want us to look at, at how Joseph handled being falsely accused of sexual assault, being, being imprisoned when he had committed no crime. And I'm telling you that, that, that the main thing that helped Joseph is that God was with him. Verse 21 says it explicitly, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. The Lord was with Joseph. God was with him. God, God not being with you is dangerous. There's a story told in Numbers chapter 14 of some of the children of Israel wanting to go up a mountain after Moses told them not to go. They, they wanted to climb this mountain to fight uh, some enemies, the Canaanites and Amalekites. And, and Moses told them, don't y'all go up that mountain fooling around with the Canaanites and Amalekites. But they went up anyway. Moses told him, if y'all go up there, God will not be with you. And these Israelites thought they were so bad. They thought they were so talented. They, they thought they were so gifted in warfare that they ain't need God to be with them. Or maybe they just didn't believe Moses when he told them, God, he's not going to be with you if you go. They went anyway. And when I tell you, they got beat down. The Canaanites and Amalekites beat the brakes off of them. With all the things we come back in life, we need the Lord to be with us. God being with you ought to do something for your faith. God being with you ought to do something to your work ethic, your standards. God, God being with you ought to do something to your hope, your well-being in the midst of the mess. When God is with you while you're in a bad situation, use a bad motor scooter. Use, use a bad motor scooter in a bad situation. You are not powerless. You are not hopeless. You are not helpless. We have a cloud of witnesses who can testify as to how much of a blessing it is to have God with you when you're in a bad situation. God promised to be with Moses. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 12, Moses found himself in several bad situations, uh, uh, confrontations with Pharaoh standing in front of the Red Sea, with, with Pharaoh's army chasing them down, rebellion from Israel, food running out, water running out, warfare so intense his boys had to hold his arms up. But through it all, Moses was a bad motor scooter. 
The Lord helped him get his people delivered from Pharaoh's dominion and abuse. God parted the Red Sea. God provided food and water. God helped Israel win their battles against their enemies. And when God is with you, while you're in a bad situation, use a bad motor scooter. And the same things God did for Moses, he's able to do for you. God, God promised to be with Joshua. In Joshua 1 and 5, God promised, he promised Joshua, he said, just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. In fact, the text actually says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. That's God's promise to Joshua. And God needed, uh, Joshua needed God to be with him. Joshua, Joshua found himself in several bad situations. He, he had to cross the Jordan River after it had swelled. He had to fight enemy after enemy in order to conquer Canaan. He had to deal with Achan taking an accursed thing and getting all of Israel in trouble. But through it all, God was with him. Joshua was such a bad motor scooter that in one of Israel's battles, Joshua asked God to let the, stand, let the sun stand still. And the Lord pressed pause on the sun and extended daylight while Joshua and the nation of Israel defeated its enemies. Use a bad motor scooter when you can make the sun stand still. David had his share, his share of bad experiences. He killed a lion, killed a bear, knocked down Goliath with a rock, killed Goliath, cut his head off, ran. David ran for his life from King Saul. He escaped King Achish and his own son. But, but David said when his experiences are as bad as the valley of the shadow of death, he, he'd fear no evil because the Lord was with him. In the King James Version, David said, Thou art with me. That's, that's how you talk when you're, in a, when you're in a bad situation. Thou art with me. That's how you talk when you're a bad motor scooter. God, thou art with me. So let me ask you, let me, let me ask your neighbor, are you in a bad situation? If you're in a bad situation, make David's words to the Lord your mantra. Thou art with me. Declare and decree. Thou art with me. Say it. Say it while you're waiting on your school bus, in homeroom, in the locker room, in, in the cafeteria, at the game. Thou art with me. Say it. Say it on the way to court or after another round of chemo. Thou art with me. Say it. Say it when your money is funny and your change is strange. Thou art with me. Declare it when your marriage is messed up and your family is frustrating you. Thou art with me. When you've been evicted and you don't know where you and the kids are going to stay, thou art with me. When it seems like your whole world has been turned upside down, inside out and round and round, declared unto God, make sure the devil can hear you, God, thou art with me. And when folk ask you how you made it, when folk ask you how you made it through what you were going through, when they ask you how you came out on top, just tell them he stayed with me. God never left me. God was there all the time and he brought me out. God was with me while y'all were laughing at me. God was with me. While y'all were saying I did it when I didn't do it, God was with me. While y'all were dogging me out, God was with me. While y'all were saying I wasn't going to make it, God was with me. Trust God to be with you. The same God who was with Joseph is with you. The same God who was with Moses is with you. The same God who was with Joshua is with you. The same God who walked with David in the valley of the shadow of death is with you. But someone may be asking, was God with Joseph when he was sexually assaulted by Potiphar's wife? 
Was God with Joseph when he was arrested for sexual assault when he had actually committed no crime? Was God with Joseph when he was locked up? Where is the blessing in God's presence if it does not shield you from such horrible atrocities? What good is God being with you if you can still be sexually assaulted? What good is God being with you if you can still be locked up for a crime you never committed? Jesus may have been thinking the same thing along those lines when he hung on Calvary's cross and cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where was God when Jesus was arrested? Where was God when he was, when, when Jesus was jumped at Calvary? What, what was God with him when they put the crown of thorns on Jesus' head? Was God with Jesus when they humiliated him and mocked him in front of everybody? Was God with Jesus when they drove the nail, the spike rather, in his left wrist? Was God with him when they drove the spike in his right wrist and in his feet? Where was God when the spear was driven in Jesus' side? I maintain that miseducated folks assert that God turned his back on Jesus while Jesus hung on the cross because he couldn't bear to look at him as he bore all the sin of the world on his shoulders. I'm so glad there's no biblical evidence to support such a notion that God turned his back on his son Jesus. I, I, I'd hate to think that sin can reach such a limit that God will turn his back even on his own son. God didn't turn his back on Jesus, but the man Jesus, the human Jesus, the bleeding, suffering, dying human being like you and me yet without sin, so felt as if God just left him when he needed him most. And I bet somebody sitting near you feels the exact same way that God checked out on them just when you needed him most. When Jesus suffered, bled, and died on that old rugged cross, God was there. And God was with Jesus when he raised him from the dead and Jesus came out of that grave. So I want you to come out of yours. Somebody today needs to declare, I'm coming out my grave. Come out of your grave and live as if God is with you. That grave, that grave where your joy is buried is not your destiny. Come out of that grave. God is with you. That grave where your peace is buried, where, where your anointing is buried, where your hope is buried is not your destiny. God is with you. Come out of that grave. Is God with you when bad things happen? Yes. The very sad reality is we live in a fallen world where evil is present and can bring out the worst in any of us. God was with Joseph when he was sexually assaulted. God was with Joseph when he was arrested. God was with Joseph when he was locked up for a crime he never committed. I, sometimes I wonder if Joseph was black. I think he was. Joseph was black. When he was released from prison, God was with him. When Joseph was released from prison, God was with him. I pray today you get released from your prison. Some people can sentence themselves to serving life sentences in prisons of trauma, compounded with being angry at God. Some people can make a bad situation worse by sentencing themselves to serving life sentences in prisons of grief, depression, anxiety, and bitterness don't sentence yourself to serving time in emotional prison God is with you and that ought give you a vibe of victory God can take what others mean for evil and make it work for your good 
as long as God is with you, he can take everything people can do to hurt you and make them help you. Joseph was able to make the best of his bad situation because God was with him. Where is the blessing in God being with you? This takes me to my second point. God was with Joseph and showed out on his behalf. Look at verse 21. God was with Joseph, showed out on his behalf. Verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. The blessing, y'all, the advantage, the good news, and God being with you in bad situations is he can show out on your behalf. God showed out for Joseph by showing him mercy. The word mercy can also be interpreted faithful love, kindness, or favor. God showed Joseph mercy. How? By giving him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Latter part of verse 21, and the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. That word favor in the King James Version can also be translated pleasant. The, the prison warden was pleasant toward George, towards Joseph. He, he accepted Joseph. What exactly does this mean? Maybe it means that the Lord looked out for Joseph and touched the warden's heart to like Joseph. Maybe, maybe it means the Lord looked out for Joseph and made the warden give Joseph responsibility and authority. It appears to me that God showed out on Joseph's behalf by giving him favor with powerful people. And this is remarkable, y'all. It's remarkable because Joseph was a Hebrew in an Egyptian prison. This already brought some strikes to work against Joseph. Egyptians looked at Hebrews with contempt. If you read the story of, of Potiphar's wife uh, ratting on Joseph, she said, uh, and he brought this Hebrew slave in our house. They, the Egyptians looked down upon the Hebrews. That's one strike against them. Another strike is he's a foreigner. He's not from Egypt. He was brought to Egypt against his will. He's an outsider. He's a minority. He has no rights. He's vulnerable. He's a slave, subject to however the Egyptians want to treat him. Some scholars suggest Joseph could have been killed after he was accused of sexual assault. But the Lord was looking out for him. Joseph had some strikes against him, but God showed out on his behalf. He looked out for him. Trust God to be with you and show out on your behalf. Trust him to give you favor with powerful people. Trust him to give you favor with people in positions of power, people with power to hire you, promote you, sign contracts with you, approve loans you don't even qualify for, forgive debt for you. Trust God to show out on your behalf and give you favor with powerful people, people with power to give you good reviews and boost your business, people who can give you probation instead of putting you in prison. Uh, trust God to show out on your behalf and give you favor with people in power who can award you scholarships to help you pay that tuition. God is able to show out on your behalf and give you favor with powerful people. Pastor Lorenzo Hurd of the Greater Second Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, told me a story many, many years ago. I think this is well over 20 years ago. He shared a story when he was trying to do ministry at a scale where he needed a huge bank loan and was constantly being denied by several banks. God spoke to him and told him to go see this one particular banker and that when he was to see this banker, he was to share his testimony and the banker would, would grant him a loan. Pastor Hurd made the appointment, sat down, talked with the banker shared his testimony, and the banker still denied him the loan. 
Pastor Hurst said, wait a minute. God told me to come see you. God told me that if I shared my testimony with you, you would approve me for the loan. The banker sat back and thought about it and changed his mind and approved Pastor Hurd and Greater Second Mount Olive for the loan. When God is with you, God can show out on your behalf and give you favor with powerful people. Trust God to look out for you. Trust God to show out on your behalf. He's able to show you mercy and give you favor with people in power. Ask God to show out on your behalf right now. Anybody need him to show out right now? God showing you mercy ought to affect your mood. God showing out on your behalf may not immediately change your bad situation, but it can do something for your soul. When you know God can show out on your behalf, it ought to put a smile on your face. It ought to put some hope in your heart. It ought, it ought to do something for your imagination in your mind. When you know God is able, and even by faith, when you believe that right now God is showing out on your behalf. Right now, God is looking out for you. Right now, God is speaking to somebody's spirit about you. Right now, God is orchestrating things and putting things in place so that people of power, people in power can show you favor. It ought to do something for your mood. So maybe you need God to give you favor. Maybe you need God to show you mercy and show out on your behalf. And just like he touched the warden's heart, God can touch that judge's heart. God can touch your boss's heart. God can touch your probation officer's heart. God can show out on your behalf. He can give you favor with that loan officer. He can prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies and make them watch you eat. God is able to show out and give you favor with powerful people. In fact, trust that he's looking out for you right now. Do you want to make the best of your bad situation? Declare that he's looking out for you right now. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what the Lord has in store for those who love him. He's looking out for you right now so he can show out on your behalf and give you favor with powerful people because when God shows out, there's not a devil in hell who can stop you from moving forward when God shows out on your behalf there's not a demon who can keep you from walking into what God has ordained when God is showing out on your behalf believe me there's not a devil who can stop you who can shut the doors God has opened who can prevent God from making the ways he wants to make there's no power that can match the power of God when he wants to show out on your behalf that's why some of y'all show out in church because God done showed out on your behalf. That's why some of y'all show out in church because when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's already done for you, your mind go back, your heart cries out, hallelujah. You thank God. That's why some of y'all shout. That's why some of y'all run. That's why some of y'all don't worry about who don't understand. They weren't there when God worked it out. They weren't there when God touched the heart of that person to give you that loan. They weren't there when God made a way out of no way for you. They weren't there when you were about to give up, but God stepped in. I wonder if there's anybody here who can testify God is able and willing to show out on your behalf. I know because I read it in his word, but at the same time, I got a testimony of my own. He's done it for me. That's why y'all show out in church. He's done it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So sometimes it can be hard to be quiet. Sometimes it's hard to just sit there with your hands in your pockets. When you know God has showed out on your behalf. Hallelujah. Finally. Finally. God was with Joseph. God showed out on Joseph's behalf. And finally God was with Joseph and made his work successful. God was with Joseph and made his work successful. I'm in verse 22. Verse 22 and 23. Before long the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners. And over everything that happened in the prison, the warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. God was with Joseph and made his work successful. Trust God to be with you and make your work successful. Trust God to be with you and make your work advance, make your work to prosper. God made, Joseph, made Joseph's work work. When God is with you, he can make your work work. Whatever responsibilities Joseph was given, God made it work well with excellence to a certain standard. God made Joseph's work successful. Have you ever been in a bad situation and felt like nothing you tried was working out? Have you ever tried to take steps forward and constantly felt like you were being knocked backward? The old saying, take one step forward, get knocked back too. Do you want to make a bad situation worse? Conclude nothing is working. Convincing yourself that nothing is working can make you give up and quit. When you feel like your career isn't working, your marriage isn't working, try to start a business and it isn't working, ministry isn't working, your cow jumped over the moon, your partridge is stuck in a pear tree, even owning pets ain't working for you. You falsely conclude nothing is working and you want to quit. You want to give up. You want to throw in the towel. That's a dangerous jail cell to live in. When you convince yourself in your mind, ain't nothing working, so ain't no point in trying to make anything work. That can prove to be a very difficult bondage to get bailed out of. But when you believe God will make your work successful, keep grinding and trust him to do it. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is now a media mogul who, saw, who some call the queen of all media. But shortly after attending Tennessee State University on a full scholarship, she took a job as a co-anchor at, at Baltimore's WJZ TV. She didn't last one year before she was fired. Seven and a half months into this gig, she was fired and told she was unfit for TV. Now she has her own network. Now this billionaire philanthropist that some were urging to run for president of the United States has her own network. Yeah, she could have thrown in the towel after getting fired in Baltimore. She could have concluded it wasn't working and given up, but she didn't. And today she has her own network. You working to get out of your bad situation and it may, it may appear that your work ain't working, but trust God to be with you and make your work successful. God is able to make your work work. Joseph made the best of his bad situation. Watch this, y'all. Very important. By showing that he could be trusted. He could be trusted with responsibility. Joseph took care of everything. 
The warden didn't have to worry about things because Joseph made sure things were taken care of. Whatever the warden gave Joseph to do, he made sure it was taken care of. And the Lord blessed Joseph's work to prosper, succeed, to be profitable. Joseph handled responsibility with excellence. He dotted all of his I's, crossed all of his T's. Joshua proved he could be trusted. If you want to make the best of a bad situation, be trustworthy. Be trustworthy with menial tasks. Be trustworthy with whatever your responsibilities you're given. Work so well that you're trustworthy. Work so well that everybody knows you can be trusted to do a job and do it well. God made Joseph's work work not only because Joseph was trustworthy, but because God was up to something. God was up to something. God already knew the end from the beginning with Joseph. God was up to something. When all Joseph could see was running things inside of the prison, God could see him running things for all of Egypt. God already saw Joseph's release from jail. While Joseph was locked up, God already saw him reunited with his brothers and his father. While Joseph was locked up, God already saw the up Coming seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. God already saw Joseph determining who would get food and how much food they get to include his brothers and his father. God already saw it. He already saw it and blessed Joseph because he clearly saw Joseph's destiny. When all you see is your drama, God sees your destiny. You've got to steward your responsibilities with excellence right now so God can bless you later. God blessed Joseph's work. He blessed it to work and because it was all because not only because Joseph was such a trustworthy person but because God was up to something. Now let me say this to all my gifted folk. All of my anointed peoples of God. As you continue reading Joseph's story you'll find that his gift of interpreting dreams being a major factor in his release from prison. And it also contributed to his ensuing promotion to prime minister over all of Egypt. But his gift was undergirded and appreciated by his work ethic. Joseph was trustworthy and respected by the keeper of the prison. This gave weight to how, the, how he flowed in his gift. We all probably know some people who are undoubtedly gifted with undeniable, powerful, supernatural abilities. You can have all of that and be the type of person no one wants to fool with. You can be gifted and be the type of person where folk don't want to fool with you. You can be recommended for something and folk will be like, oh, not, not him. Not her. Yeah, they're gifted, but not, they, they, they ain't worth the trouble. Blessing what you do to the point where you are trustworthy, respected, and appreciated can give you tremendous leverage in bad situations. What sort of testimony is this? God is with me, but my work ethic is horrible. God is with me, but I can't be trusted with responsibility. God is with me, but heathens see nothing outstanding about me. God is with me, but my name is no good. God is with me, but my respect and appreciation uh, for, for my anointing is hindered because of my sorry work ethic. I've told y'all many times, I'm going to say this again. Sometimes you can be hindered because you're anointed, but you're annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
And sometimes that annoying just drowns out the anointing. God being with you can do nothing successful or prosperous for you if your standards for your work are so low, you get no respect from those who need you to knock it out the park with your work. God being with you is one thing. It suggests there are some things he is going to do for you that you cannot do for yourself. But there are things you must do with excellence while trusting God to prosper the works of your hands. I'm done, Jonathan. Play a little something, something to see me out of here. I'm going to close with this. God was with Joseph and eventually brought him out of prison. God, God being with you ought to do something to your faith. God being with you ought to do something to your work ethic. God being with you ought to do something to your standards. Not only in, 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 in how you work, it ought to do something to your standards and what you think and how you think. If God is being showing, showing you mercy and showing you favor, giving you favor with powerful people, it ought to do something to your mood. Put a smile on your face. Hold your head up. Declare today is the day you get released from the prison of feeling sorry for yourself. Declare today is the day you, you, get rele you release yourself with no probation. You, get, you release yourself from the prison of hopelessness, the prison of low self-esteem and low self-worth. Declare today, today's a, I'm getting out today. Today's the last day I'm gonna, I'm gonna, today's the last day I'm gonna do sorry work and expect everybody to understand I'm going through some things. Just because you're going through don't mean you got to be late for work every day. Just because you just just because you're going through doesn't mean that you got to miss every deadline. Just need to understand I'm going through some things. Pray my strength in the Lord. What's that got to do with you finishing the report? What's that got to do with you putting the stuff on the line? What's that got to do with you showing up for the meeting? You late for everything but lunch. Supposed to be to work at 7. You showing up at 8.05. Lunch at 1 o'clock. You going at 12.50. Just gone. God was with Joseph. Did that help him? Did it keep him from being accused of a crime he didn't commit? Did it keep him from being accused of sexual assault? No. Didn't stop him. God can be with you. It won't stop you from suffering. God can be with you. It won't shield you from, from injustice. God being with you won't shield you from abuse. But if you hang in there, if you think like somebody who's, that God is with, if you, if you talk like somebody that God is with, if you pray like somebody that God is with, I'm telling you, he can, make, he can turn things around. He can turn things around around how many of us have aborted our own deliverance because we've been sorry in the midst of our storms today somebody needs to release yourself from the prison of sorry don't say that pastor Clark you might hurt somebody's feelings I'm gonna say it because I might set somebody free today is the day and a part of some of our problem is that everybody got to sugarcoat what they say about you to keep from hurting your little sorry feelings today is the day you think like talk like dream like pray like praise like rejoice like clap like dance like God is with you
going through, but he's with me. I'm crying, but I'm but he's with me. I'm in pain, but he's with me. I'm dreaming again because he's with me. I got a vision because he's with me. I'm going to tell him thank you because he's with me. I'm embarrassed, but he's with me. I'm humiliated, but he's with me. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this, but I know he's with me. I'm released from the prison of feeling sorry for myself. I'm released from the prison of guilt and shame. I'm released from the prison of low self-esteem. I'm released from the prison of what happened in my past that I could not control. But I can show control where I go from here. I can control. I'm going to do all I can to control where I go from here. There's got to be somebody's testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm taking control as much as I can of where I go from here. God is with me. Come out of that prison. Come out of that jail cell. That's not your destiny. That's not your destiny. Serving a life sentence of depression is not your destiny. Serving a life prison of anxiety is not your destiny. Serving a life prison of hopelessness is not your destiny. Serving a life sentence of dreamless living, aimless living is not your destiny. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.